What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Today is August 7th, Saturday, 2021, and I'm here to congratulate Team USA men's basketball on winning the Gold Olympic Championship. Another victory, another win. I don't remember the last time they lost the Olympics. Um, Zach Levine, Jason Tatum, uh, Greg Popovich, you know, Damian Lillard, Kevin Durant, the list goes on and on of amazing players on this team. Um, Chicago Bulls' very own Zach Levine, like I said, very happy for him. It's an amazing honor to be a part of that. I'm happy for the country. I'm happy for just the Olympics in general. I'm happy we got a chance to see that. I'm happy we got a chance to witness it because with COVID and everything, and there were some setbacks, but, you know, we pushed through, we got through it, and I'm really happy that we got a chance to see it because I don't know how you guys feel um, this video is not about that, by the way, this is about the Bears, but just wanted to get that out there. Um, I personally like the Olympics. I think, you know, as a former athlete, some of your favorite things to do is watch other people compete and you get to learn from other people and see their techniques from all across the world. Um, there are, I, I'm personally, I love watching track and field. I think there's a lot of different techniques that people are into. Um, their stances, their breathing, everything that go, everything from top to bottom is just different. And I, and I like that a lot. You don't get to see that normally um, just competing in school or competing in a park district or something like that. Um, but with that being said, today's video, the Chicago Bears, we're going to give a rundown on what's been happening during training camp the last few days, um, the last couple of weeks. Um, we got a lot of news. We got a lot of news going on. There's some things that I think are very positive takes. Um, and there's other things that are going on that you kind of look at it and you go like, is this going to be another fuck fest? Like, is this going to be something that just continues to happen no matter who we fill in these slots? Is it just going to fucking continue to happen? Is it just the curse of the Bears? Um, we're going to start off. Tevin Jenkins and Jermaine Effetti. Uh, Jenkins with his back and uh, Effetti with his hip flexor have missed the first eight practices of training camp. That is the first thing that I wanted to talk about. That is fucking horrifying. And it's horrifying because we've already had that happen with Bobby Massey, Kyle Long, Charles Leno, James Daniels again. Um, who is also out right now with a quad injury. So that's another great thing. Um, Cody Whitehair we've seen injured. It's, it's really unfortunate to see that all these things just keep happening. Because it's like no matter who you put in the fucking lineup. It just, it just seems like it just happens, and, and it's really unfortunate because um, if this Bears offensive line is fully healthy and it's pretty deep, um, I see no reason why it can't be a top 10 to 15 offensive line unit. Like I think we have some dogs, we have some experienced veterans, and we have all the right pieces to be an amazing offensive front. It's just health, and that's, that's honestly what the sport comes down to. Half of it is luck. Most of it is skill. Most of it is athleticism and training. And, you know, just doing the, the paperwork behind the scenes, you know, reading, watching film, doing all this good stuff. But like a good chunk of it, I'd say about, you know, 40% of what this league comes down to is just health. Like, let's be real. If the Brooklyn Nets were fully healthy, who knows what would have happened? Um, you know, and there's so many other teams we can go down and talk about, like, and that, that wasn't football, that was basketball reference. But you know what I mean? Like, it, it just... It's just, it's just unfortunate, man, especially when you're this early on in the season. And I know, like, I'm kind of just, you know, going rambling on about this shit, but I'm just so tired of it. You know, we had a whole career long of Kyle Long's injuries that we had to deal with. You know, James Daniel and Cody Whitehair in, like, back-to-back -back years have not been fully healthy. 
Um, you know, Charles Leno and Bobby Massey got both of them out of here and now their replacements are fucking injured. It's just, I, I don't expect this to be a long-term problem. I really hope we can resolve it. I hope these guys get healthy. I wish nothing but the best for them. It's just really fucking frustrating, especially when you have such a young QB like Justin Fields that you want to protect because if something happens to Justin Fields, fuck, man, I don't even know what to say. I, I really, I, God forbid, knock on wood, but, um... Yeah, like, that's really unfortunate. That really kind of, it, it, not that it pissed me off, but it, it just made me upset. You know what I mean? Like, I was upset for them because I know how hard these guys work. I, I know some of them. Um, I've been following them for years since, since their college days. And, and it's like, you know how hard these guys work. So for that to happen in training camp of all places is really unfortunate. But I don't expect this to be anything serious. Like I said, I'm making this sound a lot worse than it is. It's just training camp. It's not even preseason yet. Um, so I expect these guys to be full go by that time. With that being said, we're going to move on to our next topic. Elijah Wilkinson is on the reserve slash COVID-19 list, has missed the last three um, practices. So I don't know like his current status or what's going on with that. I believe this will be day five. Um, as I'm saying this a couple of days later after these reports came out. But it's one of those things where it's like, that's, that's just what the season's going to be. You don't know if he has covid you don't know if he's just in close contact and wasn't vaccinated. You know, it's one of those things where it's like the 85% of the roster needs to be vaccinated or that's the number they'd like it to be. Um, you don't know if he's that 15% that's not. And, and, you, and you can't ask him that because, you know, it's a personal thing. And, and it all turns into politics. Um, I just hope the whole season doesn't become that <clears throat> because that would be very frustrating. And it would just be something that you know, could make or break your season. Like, look at the Vikings right now, the quarterback room. Kirk Cousins is not vaccinated. And when he comes into close contact with people who have COVID, whether he has it or not, he is not allowed to play in that game. And that can happen 17 out of the 17 weeks. You know what I mean? Like, or it's 18 now. But um, that could happen every single week, like for all 17 games. He can come in close contact, not even have it, and he can't play that game. And that's that's, you know... Good on the NFL and, and all of them for wanting to do that and wanting to get your players to be vaccinated because I truly do believe in it. Um, that's just my perspective. But I also understand why that's frustrating for guys like Kirk because, you know, if you don't want it, you kind of feel like you're being forced to. Jimmy Graham somewhat feels the same way. Um, and many other people around the league do as well, like Cole Beasley and so on and so forth. DeAndre Hopkins, um, to name a few. Those are some big name guys DeAndre Hopkins is even considering retiring, which is like a really interesting conversation. I don't know. I doubt that's how, that's how serious and how deep it is. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those conversations where it's like, what is the world coming to, um, you know, when you can't even play football anymore? And one of the most simplest things in the world, it's a kid's game um, and, and it's turning into politics. And that's how you know this is not only hitting home. But um, it's hitting the entire world. And, and I'm not trying to preach to you guys or talk, you know, about COVID or anything or getting the vaccine. But I'm just saying, like, if this continues to go on, what if this was Justin Fields that didn't want to get the shot? You know, like, we would have to mentally prepare ourselves to have Andy Dalton or Nick Foles starting. You know, or, or even Tyler Bray. You know what I mean? Like, we would have to mentally prepare ourselves for that because it could happen any week if you're not vaccinated and you're near someone that gets COVID. If you're even... Say Nick, say uh, Kirk Cousins plays against the Tampa Bay Bucks, right? And one player on the Tampa Bay Bucks gets COVID. Whether or not he was on offense or defense or was even or even special teams or was even near Nick Foles, if he was at that game, Nick Foles is a or I'm sorry, Kirk Cousins is immediately 
not allowed to go to that game for the following week because he will be in protocol. You know what I mean? Um, that's fucking nuts. That's nuts. But yeah, that's all the COVID talk we're going to have about today. I just wanted to get that out there. It's just a stat that I wanted to read. Um, that's fucking crazy to me, though. I know I'm swearing more than usual, um, so I do apologize for that if you're not a fan of that. But um, long day at work, so it's very hot outside. Um, next up, we got Larry Borum and Lachavius Simmons are both in concussion protocol, which is very unfortunate. Um, should be good within a few weeks. Hopefully, it's nothing serious. Um, we're just going to skim through this one because, I mean, like, there's, there's nothing really to talk about. I don't expect it to be something serious. I do expect them to be both be back by at least uh, game two of preseason. Like, that's, that's the latest I would expect them to be out with that. Hopefully, it's nothing serious. Um, next up, the Bears' newly signed linebacker, Alec Ogletree, just recorded his third interception of the day, having five in his first two practices. This is fucking huge to me. And I, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like it goes so underrated when these training camp, you know, experiences happen because yes, it's only training camp, but when Danny Trevathan, God forbid, knock on wood, gets injured during the season, um, you know, you, you really like need somebody to step up. So to not have an answer, you know, like obviously the Bears defense hasn't done much with Josh Woods in recent years. Like you love, I love Josh Woods. Josh Woods, if you ever listen to his interviews with my boy Kevin Lopka and the Bears Nation podcast, you definitely should check that out. It's an amazing listen. He's a hilarious dude. He works hard at what he does. And I think he's a great player. But I just know that the Bears, I feel like, don't give him the opportunities he somewhat deserves. I mean, he's been in this system for a very long time. And they let Mateo start in the playoff game instead of him which was really interesting to me against the New Orleans Saints. I, I found that very interesting. And, and Mateo hadn't played at all for the Bears all year. So it, it was something very odd to me. And I, I feel like with Ogletree, at least now, I kind of have like, okay, at least he's understanding whatever system um, Sean Desai is trying to perform in. And I'm really excited about that. We're also hearing that Sean Desai is bringing back that 2018 defense vibe. You love to fucking hear that. You love it. Excuse me. Um... You love to hear it because when Khalil Mack is in pass coverage, like 70 to 80% of the game, it, and, and you know how effective he can be in the bull rush. Like, it, it is, it is, and I say bull rush because that man is a human bull. Like, that man is a bull, a bear. Like, he's huge. Akeem Hicks is a bear. This, this man's a bull. They just come at you full force and knock your fucking head off. And to have him in pass coverage with Leonard Floyd... You know, for Chuck Pagano, I mean, it is it, fucking ridiculous to me. And I don't know how that slid as far as it did. It should have been shut down by Nagy. But I guess he wanted to give Chuck, you know, that opportunity to see what he had there. But, you know, with Sean Desai, I'm really excited. He worked under Vic Fangio. He worked under Chuck Pagano. He's been in the system for a very long time. He understands defenses. He understands DBs. Hopefully Eddie Jackson and Sean Gibson are great. Duke Shelley, Jalen Johnson, so on and so forth. I'm really excited to see what those guys have to bring um, this linebacker unit, Roquan Smith, is leading the defense. He's becoming more vocal. You love to hear it. This defense looks exciting. This defense looks like something that, you know, we might not have seen in a very long time. Um, and by that, I mean depth. Like, our starters were amazing in 2018. But I think what we lacked was depth. And I think we're still lacking cornerback depth. But I think, you know, with our linebackers getting better, you know, um, 
Bilal Nichols, Eddie Goldman's back. Like, we're getting deeper. You know, Ogletree, Trevathan, Quinn, Woods. You know, you got Robert Quinn. You got Travis Gibson. You got Khalil Mack. You know, the list just goes on and on. And I think if you could just add... I wanted to add Richard Sherman, but obviously um, that's not going to happen anytime soon. But um, (laughs) if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, check out how Richard Sherman's been lately. But very unfortunate. But, um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like... I just feel like we're like one corner away from being a top three defense again. Um, and, and I know that might be that might be a little too premature to say, but I truly do believe in Sean Desai. And I like what I'm seeing so far from Roquan Smith trying to be more vocal. I like that Eddie Goldman decided to come back regardless of his health concerns or whatever was going on with him and why he sat out for the 2020 season. Um, hopefully, you know, he didn't lose a step and hopefully he just comes in and gets right to work. You know, we knew he was working out. We knew he was doing his own thing. So hopefully nothing changes. Hopefully nothing's affected by that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just really excited about it. Now, next up, we got, um, really excited about this one. Doug Peterson, former head coach of the 20, I believe it was what, 2017, um, (laughs) Super Bowl champions, the head coach, Doug Peterson of the Philadelphia Eagles was spotted t- talking to Nick Foles as the second team work today. He's the Bears guest at camp, and he's been working with Matt Nagy, picking each other's brains, just running through ideas, running through the offense, and just, just living life. He's wearing Bears gear. He's wearing you know the uniform. He's wearing the polo. He's got the, uh, the visor on like Nagy. It's fucking dope. I love it. And I, I like Bill Lazor. I liked what he did in the last five games of the season last year. Um, technically four, because I don't count that Green Bay game, because that felt like Nagy, and I will go down and say that forever um, until proven otherwise. But um, Doug Peterson, I mean, I love it. I love it. I think, you know, he gets fired um, by the Philadelphia Eagles, and that's completely understandable. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, Carson Wentz was never fully healthy. Nick Foles was your backup QB. Jalen Hurts wasn't fully ready, um, you know, to be developed like that. And you really never had any answer at wide receiver outside of Alshon Jeffrey, who was never fully healthy. Um, your running back core, Jordan Howard, um, Scott, so on and so forth. You know, you never really had that dominant RB1. Um, so you just kind of did what you could. You know, you kind of tried to mix them up throughout the game, confuse the defense, keep them on their toes. Um, but I do like his scheme. I love his scheme. I love his schematic style. I love his forms. Um, I think there's a lot with Doug Peterson, and if the Bears were willing, maybe it's a little late to do it. Um, I don't see why they would fire Bill Lazor right now in the middle of camp, um, especially with Justin Fields trying to just learn an offensive playbook. You know, you're going to throw a new one at him. He's a very intelligent individual, one of the smartest in the NFL. I truly do believe that. Um, but I just wouldn't do that to him so far into the season. But how much of that playbook is really Bill Lazor's and how much is Matt Nagy's? So, I mean, I, maybe it could happen, you know. We also know uh, Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson, if I'm not mistaken, um, did work together in Philly for a while. But I, I don't remember the exact timeline, but I know that Matt Nagy was in Philly for a little bit. Um, I don't remember if that actually crossed paths, but they are great friends. I think Doug Peterson is a great answer at offensive coordinator. Whether or not he would take that role, I don't know. Because um, once you're a head coach going down to offensive coordinator, unless it's like college, because you get paid a lot more in college. It's crazy to be like a head coach. Um, 
you know, Jim Harbaugh is a perfect example of that, why he's still in Michigan. He could easily be an NFL coach, but he's, you know, endorsements and how much money he's making out there. They give him homes, all that stuff. Um, he just wants to stay out there. So whether or not Doug Peterson would be willing to take that, you know, downgrade at, at position um, after winning a Super Bowl championship for Philadelphia of all places, I'm not sure. Um, but it'd be very interesting, especially if Matt Nagy, you know, if the Bears want to go a different direction, maybe you have Matt Nagy as your head coach for 2021, 2022, and then Doug Peterson as our offensive coordinator, just in case you want to fire Matt, you know, at the end of the season or midseason, whatever you want to do. Like, I know a lot of people are like, why would you want to fire Matt? We forget so easily during the honeymoon stage of Justin Fields getting drafted by the Bears that we were calling for his head and Ryan Pace's. And Ryan Pace got fucking blessed that Justin Fields fell to him. Because otherwise, it would just be Andy Dalton and Nick Foles right now, and people would still be calling for both of their heads. So I'm not going to let that slide. I'm not going to ignore like that didn't happen. Now, Ryan Pace did do a lot of good things, so he's a little bit off my shit list right now. You know, he's fixing things up. The Kyle Fuller thing still fucking pisses me off. Because um, I easily think you could have just ran with Nick Foles and then kept Kyle. But it is what it is. Um, you wanted to go with Andy, who's looked good. Um, not great, but he's looked good. Justin Fields has apparently looked amazing. You know, he's he's having great connections with Robinson, Montgomery. Um, um, the the new tight end that the Bears actually just brought in, Jesse something. I forget I forget his full name. Um, Jesse James, I believe it is. Don't quote me on that. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, David Montgomery, Darnell Mooney. He he's finding all of them, and he's they're loving it, and they're all loving every bit of it, and rightfully so. When you've had Mitchell Trubisky, Chase Daniel. Um, you know, and, and Nick Foles the last few years. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I think this is going to be something really interesting. Doug Peterson could potentially be the new head coach of the Bears at some point in time if, um, you know, Matt Nagy does get terminated, if he doesn't change his ways, if he doesn't continue to run the ball, so on and so forth. Now, we're thinking a little bit too far into the future, but as of right now, if they're both on the same offense, I love that. You know, you have David Montgomery, which is something he hadn't had um, – Doug Peterson, that is, had before in a great RB1, a strong back. Um, then you have Tariq Cohen, a speedy back. You got Williams, speedy back. Uh, Khalil Herbert is versatile, um, whether it's in the passing or, or the run game. And then you got just so many other guys. Artavius Pierce is another one. You still don't really know what you have with him. There's a lot of potential there. Um, you have a decent offensive line. When healthy, they're very good, I, I feel like. Um, you have Justin Fields. He's a mobile quarterback after Carson Wentz's ACL tear in 2017. Um, I forget who it was against. It was towards the end of the year. I feel like it was against the Cowboys, but Philly fans, you let me know. Um, it's, 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 uh, it's really hard to say that he had mobile quarterback options. Um, Jalen Hurts is a very mobile quarterback, but obviously, you know, everything happened with Doug. But it is what it is. Um, you know, Nick Foles was not a mobile quarterback. Wide receiver-wise, you really just had Alshon Jeffrey and a couple other decent names. But now you have, you know, Allen Robinson. You have Darnell Mooney. You have Goodwin. You have all these other weapons, you know, that you can go to. You know, um, I, like we even have Riley Ridley. And I feel like Riley Ridley would be more productive than half of the wide receivers other than Devontae Smith. Um I'm talking about the from the last couple years of the Phillies or the um, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, pardon me, but um, yeah, I feel like he could definitely be more productive than half of that lineup. So I mean, it, it's it's very interesting to me.
to think that how deep we really are at wide receiver. I like it. I enjoy it. You have Cole Komet. You have Jimmy Graham. Um, you know, Jesse James, if that's his name. I'm hoping that's his name because I don't want this to be shitty. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's really, it's really going to be fun if Doug Peterson does become more of a part of this offense. Maybe it was just him visiting. Maybe it was him just to, you know, continue to be a part of NFL-type teams, um, get a feel for things, keep, you know, stay in the game, stay involved, and hopefully he gets picked up somewhere else or if the Bears are actually trying to give him a shot. I'm really interested to see what happens with that. I think it's going to be something really fun. Um, I'm a big Doug Peterson guy, but um, not in Madden. His schemes in Madden, are fu- his playbooks in Madden are shit. Um, but that's more on Madden than it is on anybody else. And, and so is the LA Rams. Like, fucking, I hope Madden 22 fixes that. Because it's like fucking 12 plays. Like that, <laughs> It's like 10 plays, and half of them are running plays. Um, and if you play with the Rams, you don't have a fucking running back. And if... Um, you play with the Eagles, you don't have a running back. So it's really, it's, it's, it's rough. Madden, I need, that, I need that fixed. Because when I play with my boys and we hit randoms, I, I always hate when I get that. But, um, yeah, next up, Roquan Smith blew through the line and intercepted the pitch from Justin Fields for what, in a game, would have been a 97-yard touchdown. Love it. Love every piece of it. You know, Justin Fields is getting humbled. Um, he doesn't need to be humbled, but it's always nice to be humbled, especially from someone of Roquan Smith's stature, because um, you get to learn from that. You know, Roquan Smith could tell you what you're doing better. He's very vocal. Justin Fields is very vocal. I feel like that goes both ways. You know, Roquan Smith is doing great things against a great quarterback. Um, you know, and Justin Fields is still lighting it up, too. Like, Nick Foles and Andy Dalton on the season getting picked off by these guys like Ogletree and others, it's kind of concerning um, but to be picked off by Roquan Smith, I would have no problem with that. I would completely, ho- I would completely own that one. Like I do not have a problem with that. But yeah, I mean, there's not that much else other than you know Justin Fields connects with JP Holtz, who made a diving grab for a touchdown the other day. Um, tight end getting depth, um, or the tight end depth chart is getting deeper. Um, not that this is a great, like you know, this is going to be consistently better, but. Um, it's definitely something to take into consideration that, you know, maybe it wasn't just that these guys can't play well or on a consistent basis, but that they just didn't have a QB that they connected with. It seems like Justin Fields is connecting with anyone and everyone that steps on that field wearing cleats. Like, Justin Fields is just amazing right now. Definitely lights out. But, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for what we have to see. Um, I believe the first preseason game is against the Dolphins in Soldier Field in one week. On August 14th at Soldier Field, be there, be square. Hopefully, I'll be there. I'll be able to tell you guys my live reactions on how that goes. Uh, Fields versus Tua, it's going to be a lot of fun. With that being said, I'll keep you guys updated on everything Chicago Bears. This has been Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Peace out and have an amazing weekend, guys. Stay safe. And we're going to be talking about Crosstown Classic as soon as that wraps up tomorrow. Um, Look for that video after the game, after tomorrow night. Really interesting series so far. The Cubs, this is basically a triple-A team. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're fighting for our fucking lives right now, boys, not to get swept. So with that being said, like I said, thank you guys for listening. Always love the support. Peace.